Superkicks.com offers cool streetwear and apparel at great prices. Shipping worldwide, thanks to the guys at Superkicks, you can get 10% off your order by using the code SWN at the checkout. That's Superkicks.com, pro wrestling apparel. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, Billy, as always. And this edition, I am joined by the modern day diva herself, Ashley Vega. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm super you? excited for this one. Oh, thank I, I am I'm doing really great. I've got a a packed lineup of guests. Um people still want to speak to me after all these episodes yeah. uh, of, of dinosaur shenanigans and just nonsense. Uh, but we're still going. So uh, thank you for, for agreeing to, to take part. Um, when I was going through, when, when I'm looking for guests, I really just go through my follow list now. So I go through the DMs uh, and you were there. I was like, I have to speak to Ashley Vega because <laughs> they'll, it'll be unlike anything else because we'll speak about divas. And yeah. as, as, a, as a young lad back in the day when divas were a big thing, I was quite a fan of them, uh, for different reasons, but you know, it was, I was still a fan of them regardless. So before we go any further though, boring questions to kick off with, how did you get into pro wrestling? What got you hooked? Um, so I remember growing up, my, I have an older brother, um, he introduced me to it because he was a massive like wrestling fan, so I always kind of knew what it was, and then I remember the first match I've seen on TV was um, Trish Stratus versus Mickey James and I was just like oh my god I didn't know girls did this and I just was constantly watching like Raw I would always watch it like it used to be on like Sky on like a Saturday or Sunday morning and I always used to watch it because I never stayed up late but um, yeah and then I just became obsessed since then. So, pretty good duo to start off with uh, Trish and Mickey because yeah. I had a, a Amazing series, what, 2005, six, something like that, remember then? Yeah. I remember being about seven years old. Yeah, I was about then. Um, and that was when it, like, um, when Trish was leaving and stuff. And I just remember that was, like, the first kind of two women I watched. Um, and I was just so obsessed with them. I just thought they were so cool and just so entertaining. Like, oh. So, so you start watching it at seven, and then I've got from previous interviews we've done um, that you actually started training at fourteen. So that's yeah. so. What made you decide to finally go from right? I'm watching these wrestlers. I want to try and do it myself. Yeah, it's, the thing is, I didn't know it was a big thing in the UK. Um, and I wasn't aware of it. And I remember, I don't know how I came across it, but I just remember looking up like wrestling schools. Um, because I, I knew, I heard about like Grado and things like that. And I was like, well, obviously it's a thing in the UK. I remember looking up skills and I just found one near me. Um, and I just went and like, I, I, I wasn't, I was never an athletic child. I was quite, I was quite the fat child in school. I never, I was the one that would, um, you know, get fake notes to hand in a PE. <laughs> like, I hated that. And I don't know why I did it, but I just was like, wrestling's the only sport that I like. Um, and the first first day was hard. Like, oh my god, I was like, oh my god, all this cardio. I was I just the fat kid inside me <laughs> didn't enjoy it, but it was fun, you know. So that's why I stuck at it. Yeah, I, I was well. I wasn't. The, I wasn't the fat kid. I just didn't want to do anything. Um, yeah, my, 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 my I was, cardio. I was really yeah, my cardio was running down to the, the chipper uh, at lunchtime and then yeah. running back to school afterwards. That's it. Cardio done for the day. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing cross country or any of that rubbish. Oh, no. Uh, so, so not an athletic background, but so what was your, you said it was like, oh no, when you got there for the first time. Yeah. But, um, so the school you went at was, was Matt's, it would be Matt's initially. Uh, yeah. You would have started on. So what was um, like taking your first bumps on that? See, to be honest, it was it was hard, but it was it was you just got used to it. Um, I think that it it's it's weird when you're, you know, you're not in a ring all the time because I, it, I think it was the only school at the time that never 
had a ring, which was weird. Um, well, other people thought it was, but it was it was a good way to learn. Um, I never went in a ring until my first match, which was probably a bad idea, but <laughs> it's just how it happened. Um, but yeah, tough, but it was it was fun. Yeah, I, mean, I was speaking to, to Krieger pretty much because he also came from uh, run, well, either one of the same schools and he was saying yeah. it, was good, it was good because you got to learn, you'd be able to, if anything went wrong, you'd know how to do, to wrestle. But the other mm -hmm. side, all these people from other schools are running the ropes and look at all fancy and flashy and they were standing yeah. there going, God, I don't know how to do that yet, so yeah. I'll just stand. I, it's weird though because I feel like I've noticed how people from like the main schools all have wrestled differently you know I feel like where like me and like Craig came from it's all very entertainment and wrestling and then when you go to to like source you know they have like the um all the they're more flashy I feel and then you go to like the asylum and they they wrestle their own way I feel like we all have our own style do you know what I mean because we're all trained differently you can kind of tell what school we all came from it's weird but it's just how I see it absolutely well I mean in the school you're at as well it had heavily heavy links to things like the camps and that so it was yeah. it was very much a entertainment business uh, yeah. for, for the families did you ever do any of the camps at all um no I didn't actually I don't think no I, ne I never actually did I've always wanted to but um I never never got the chance to do it and then um, obviously now I've not done it so I've always wanted to because it's um, I've went to a lot of the shows I was always there helping out or or just there but I never got the chance to, the opportunity to, to wrestle them which was quite sad that I probably won't be able to do it again but um, it's it was so it's such a fun atmosphere because it was all very you know ch child and entertainment you know it was fun to, to be there but no I never got the opportunity to do it Absolutely. I mean, to be honest, I mean, when it comes to wrestling coming back, I think camps might be the second thing. I that galas would be the first, I would think. Yeah. I mean, camps would probably be second because it's a core group um, and you're getting a smaller crowd. I don't know. Uh, who knows at this point? Because we're still uh, <laughs> in the in the world of pandemics and COVID. Um, right. So who are your favourites growing up then? Of course, you're Trish and Mickey, so you started watching. Uh, I mean, and, and people are listening you're still 14 when you started wrestling. So um, who were your favourites uh, growing up? I had so many. So see, the thing was, when I was like 14, it was like 2013, right? So I never really grew up with the whole attitude era at all. The only reason I got into it was my brother like, was a big fan and he had hundreds of DVDs from like you know 90s 2000s because that's when he grew up watching it so when I was a bit older he gave me them all and that was all I watched because there was no network then um I just watched hundreds of DVDs and because I like dressing I was like oh, I'll watch these and that's how I like find out found out about all these how different it was before that's how I found that out um because I wasn't I didn't grow up in that time um and I was like oh my god like it's crazy like how different it was and I had so many favourites so obviously Trish and Mickey are up there um Victoria and then from back in the day like people think that I'm just joking when I say oh I loved Tori Wilson but I did because I thought like she was so entertaining like the, the storyline with her and Don Marie you'll never see anything like that again oh, no. like no you will not. but like it's, just, it's so it's so fun like it was entertaining I know a lot of people will disagree but you know I, I just I, I liked watching it because I thought it was fun it was like a sitcom like it was so good <laughs> I mean yeah you got you got to take I mean I, I loved it as well obviously because uh, yeah. well I was what was that I was teasing in was it 2004 I think 2004 yeah, so I was 14 15 so it was right Tori Wilson was absolutely the person at my age that I need to see uh, for, for reasons. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's all subjective because I I mean the more the older I get, the more I realise the attitude error and that was wholly overrated. And it yeah. was it was the time WrestleMania 17 onwards, that's your sweet spot and it gets better from there. Uh, even through the the 
tough times uh, of, of weird stuff. But, I mean, speaking of your era, like the ones, Trish, Mickey, of course, Victoria was amazing. Uh, I think she was one of the proper, legit wrestlers. And she started as, off as one of Godfather's hoes. Yeah. Like, so. yeah, I think the... Um... The Trish and Mickey was the first kind of like story I got involved in because it was the first match I watched. And then when I was a bit older, I would always go back and watch older stuff. So maybe I was like 14, 13, I would I would always go back and watch Trish's stuff because she was my favourite. And I would watch I watched the whole like Trish and Mickey storyline from beginning to end. And it was so long, but it was like it was so I generally can't think of another storyline that's like it, that's so dramatic but so real and like you just you're just hooked and you want to know what happens next and their matches were just so good as well like everything about that was just was just so well done <laughs> I just loved it so yeah favorite yeah I mean it also if, if my memory serves me correctly it also introduced so many other wrestlers uh, during that whole mm. like I say it was a long storyline so you had I think Ashley Mazzaro was involved uh yeah Beth Phoenix, Beth Phoenix turned up. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I got a feeling Christy Hemi was somewhere involved in oh, there as well. Yeah. So it was, yeah. People give it a bad rap, but you like what you like, and if you yeah. like divas, you like the divas. That's just that's just that's how it that's how it is. Um, yeah. One, of course, being Stacey Keebler, of course, being our favourite of mine in my youth uh, as well. So you said you you went back. Uh, so two of them, two of the ones that you went back to and caught your eye obviously would have been the cat and terry runnels yeah uh, so, so what is it about them and the divas in general that that really i just think like i know a lot of people you know kind of think i'm just joking about it and stuff which yeah um but like i'll generally go and watch like old pay-per-views and watch the stuff that they've done because to me it was funny like, I just think it's so funny and ridiculous that they would have stupid matches, like a gravy bowl match. Like, that's insane. But, you know, yeah, it's not yeah, it's not wrestling, but it's it's entertainment. And I just thought it was so fun. Like, and I, I would love to do stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, it's not wrestling. But um, it's just, it's just different. And I know people think it's stupid and it's silly and they were making fun of the women. But like to me, it doesn't really like matter because say if that's something I enjoy doing, I should be able to go and do it because it's you know my choice. I want that's you know people have their style. Women want to go and do you know all the stuff the guys do like steel cage matches and hardcore matches, which is great and I think it's so good how far we've come. But like if I enjoy that, then I should be able to do that. Do you know what? Like it's. It's just everyone has their own taste, um, but that's just mine. I'm just <laughs> different from everyone else. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think everyone has their, their own their own tastes and what they what they enjoy and what they don't enjoy. But I'm just yeah. weird. <laughs> no, like I said, the weird thing about wrestling is it's such a weird community as well, whereas it's open, but it's also gatekeeped at the same time yeah. it's like oh you can like anything oh you like that though oh you know you should yeah. like that it's like who yeah. cares it's 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 they're still watching it at the end of the day i mean people um go absolutely insane for for things in japan like uh, fireworks being shot out of the crotch stuff like that why can't <laughs> you like gravy bowl matches um i mean exactly if, it, if i if, if i was watching it back in my youth i, I did have to turn it over if my mum came into the room because you know that's, that's not wrestling it's a bit but dodgy yeah. it's a bit weird but uh, <laughs> but other than that uh it's it's just one of those things so you started wrestling at 14 which uh you said you're the, you're the chubby kid growing up um so that sounded really like just statementary like <laughs> you're a chubby kid uh, you started at 14 so uh, how, how long did, did it take you to kind of push your cardio and then get you a bit uh, ring ready uh, from that point um well i after a year of wrestling uh was doing shows because it was as soon as i turned 16 i started doing shows um so it took a while i'm still i'm, I'm still not the most athletic person in the world you know that's why i push for the gravable matches because you don't need to do anything <laughs> like 
Um, no, but genuinely, like, um, for example, I generally, I remember a while back, I debuted for Discovery with Angel Hayes. Um, and that was a big thing for me because Discovery is like one of those companies that's, um, you know, you have to kind of push yourself. There's lots of big names on there. So to have like me and Angel Hayes who wrestled like, you know, each other on like kids shows all the time and no one knew who we were. It was like, oh, this is scary. And I also need to actually, you know, I can't wrestle like I would wrestle in front of a crowd in Mary Hill. <laughs> you know, it's it's different. So when we were training for that match, that was when I really had to push myself because it was proper wrestling. And I was like, this is so different to what I'm used to. And I was like, oh, I was so nervous for it because I'd never wrestled like that. Um, but it made me like, you know, I say I always like love like the silly matches and things, but I generally do love proper wrestling as well. Um, and that's why I enjoyed that match so much because it was it was one of the only times I got to to proper show that I could wrestle as well. Um, and that was probably like the first one of the first times I was like, oh, my God, I can actually wrestle. I can't I don't need to do all this this stuff but the only reason I do it all because is, is because I enjoy it but I can also wrestle when when I need to you know it's good to have that um diversity I guess absolutely mm -hmm. it's weird discovery seems the kind of place that would be all out for a gravy bowl match as well We've, they had a zombie lumberjack yeah. match so I mean gravy bowl I'll, seems to be the next I'll need step. to get on to Alan about that but I'm not sure how feel opposed of my I mean, I mean, throw some beer, maybe, uh, 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 put a beer yeah. pool, Martina, it could all work. That's that's it. Alan, if you're watching this, <laughs> we've got we've got it. This is this is the this is the, the title change that you need. The return match. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So Discovery. Yeah. So it's one of those companies. You've had. I mean, I was going through your matches because I trust the Germans at CageMatch.net for all my information mm -hmm. on, on matches, which. It goes well that it doesn't at the same time because Mike Musso was not trained by Dan B. Severn. Who knew? <laughs> um, but yeah, I was going through your matches from 2017. Yeah, you, you had matches with uh, uh, Samory Taylor, uh, mm. which she's obviously a veteran of, of Scottish wrestling in general. Um, a lot of matches with Angel Hayes, of course. Uh, you guys were kind of like. The, attached to the hip. The, if there was a match yeah, on the were. show, it was going to be Angel and, and Ashley who were going to be facing off. Um, yeah. And then you were at SWA very quickly against Lana Austin, yeah. who of course is yeah. just now in NXT UK. Uh, mm -hmm. So what so was like getting out there and actually being in front of a crowd? You come across to me as quite a shy person as well. So yeah. what was it like getting in front of a, of a crowd? Um, People, like people say that I would, I would say I'm a shy person, but when I'm wrestling, I'm a completely different person. Um, for like wrestling in front of like um, you know, different crowds, like shows that I really felt more confident confident in doing more of was the fierce females shows. Um, again, they're over eighteen, and it was just a different atmosphere. And I thought that was, you know, I felt more confident and because I had to push myself. It was an over 18s, it wasn't a kids show, you know, they weren't there to watch like John Cena. They were there to watch like proper wrestling. Um so you know, I feel I feel so much more confident. I mean, I say that now. When shows get back, I'll be absolutely like crapping myself. Because it's been a very long time. <laughs> but um yeah. I, I I think wrestling in front of like over 18s and kids shows like you have to be different so it's it's I think I've just gained so much more confidence wrestling in front of so many different crowds so I, yeah no I do seem like a shy person I am but as soon as you know I'm wrestling I'm not <laughs> completely different uh yeah it's it's you can't really get away with it the come on guys Clap. Yeah. Uh, they, well, the they'll just turn around and go. No. Yeah. <laughs> Make me want to cheer you. Uh, mm -hmm. So very quickly again, it's just within like your first year or so, you end up going down to Eve, uh, which yeah. is one of the the biggest uh, in well, women's only promotions in 
Europe, dare I say, the world, uh, teaming with uh, Roxy. So again, a lot of this will be more your feelings involved with, with that because there's there's so many little like matches I really want to kind of to mm-hmm. pick out. Uh, but what was it like going in front of a crowd like like Eve because it's it's all women's wrestling, so there's a lot of competition yeah. In, involved. Yeah. So when Eve came about, I only found out that I was doing the show the night before. And I flew out that morning to London because um, I was a replacement for, I can't even remember who it was now, was meant to be doing the show and they they couldn't do it. So I got asked the night before if I could fly out to London in the morning. And I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I was so scared because I went with Sammy Jane and obviously she's was wrestled there loads of times. But it was it was very different. Eve is a very different, you know, place to what I was used to then. I never really had done like a anything like that. And you know, Eve's more very indie style, which I wouldn't pride myself on. Just you know, it's not my most comfortable place to be, but you know, I obviously agreed to it because I was like, oh, this is amazing. But then, you know, when I got there, fun fact, Eve was the first place I wrestled and I came out with my glasses on and it was an accident and people liked it and that's how they remembered me. People were tweeting like, oh, the girl with the glasses. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this from now on. And I think that's the only thing that got me through is people were more focused on if I was going to wrestle with my glasses on than I'm actual wrestling, which which is probably a good thing. <laughs> so oh weird thing for people to, to pick up on. Cause yeah, things like uh when I went to to rock and wrestle with my, my, my wife um she saw Ravy Davy for the first time and he came out with the hat and mm-hmm. she went, I think I wrestled with the hat on, is he? And he wrestled <laughs> with the hat on. And then afterwards she was just like, I can't believe that guy wrestled with a hat on. So it's like it's it's such a weird thing just to pick out. Yeah. But that glasses thing kind of led you back to Discovery for mm-hmm. possibly one of your, I would say, one of your biggest matches uh, against Vera Scott, who, of course, is also yeah. famously a glasses wearer. Yeah. Uh, so um, I would, I'm just going through your last matches here. I mean, you've got, you were against folk that are now moved on to, to NXT UK, like uh, Valkyrie and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Lana, as, as I said. But what was it like going in with an, an import talent like Vera Scott? Yeah, I'd never wrestled um, like an import before, and um, I remember when Alan told me about the the match, it made sense because I think he did it because we were both, you know, we could play off each other well, um, and I was really worried. But Veda was just one of the nicest people ever, um, you know. She, I learned a lot from it, and I just that was probably one of like my favorite matches because it was just fun. Um, I didn't worry a lot because I just felt comfortable because we were both confident and we were both knew what we were doing and we just had like fun, you know, playing around with each other with the the whole glasses kind of thing. Um, I just it was one of my favourite matches. It was just so it was just so much fun. Um, I'd like to wrestle Veda again. I'd I'd never wrestled like I said an import before, but it was it was just so much fun. So yeah. Um, it's probably going to be a stupid question then, but the glasses that you wore for Eve and subsequently once you've wrestled afterwards, wearing your glasses, is that now just what, does that's your wrestling glasses now? Uh, the ones that you just keep aside? Yeah. Or do you actually still yeah. use them? <laughs> yeah, I've got like a million pairs of glasses. Um, the thing with Eve, I didn't have my contacts at the show. I usually wear contact lenses, um, but I didn't have them. And I think I just kept my glasses on like all of backstage and then I was going out and I was like, oh, like, I just forgot. I was like, oh, I've just not put my contacts in. I've I completely forgot because I was probably just so nervous. Um, but it worked. So I just, I still have those glasses somewhere. They have one leg on them now. Um, <laughs> so I can't use them anymore. <laughs> I broke them at one of the shows. What show was it? Generally, I can't remember, but I broke them at a show once. I, th- I can't remember what one it was, um, but I got them back and they were broke. So 
they're still somewhere. But yeah. It's a private place somewhere, up, up somewhere in, in a cupboard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, with so many great wrestlers nowadays in Scotland, male and female, it's it's always nice to. We're spending a lot of time speaking about glasses more than I thought I would. Even write that down as a note. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's nice to have like something that just sets you apart from the rest. And if it's glasses, it's glasses. It's just mm. that's what it is. And um, our match had a discovery, which again is against big bigger names. Uh, Ring of Honor's session with Martina, who we mentioned earlier, for this uh, beer bowl match that's eventually going to oh, happen yeah. for Discovery. Um, so you're against her and uh, Emily Hayden. Mm-hmm. Um, so so uh, again, going into a match with, with a big character like Martina uh, and also Emily is just another character in herself. Um, was that another match that you wanted to go in and just prove yourself and, and show that you, you're still one, you're one of them, one of the, one of the top yeah. wrestlers there? So with that match, um, I think what the idea was was because me, Emily, and Martina were like, with Discovery, were like the three big um, characters. Because um, I remember on that show they had like Sammy, Jean, and Angel Hayes, um, which are proper, you know, wrestlers. <laughs> and then you had like the the big characters and the the triple threat, which was you know we just had a laugh. We were drinking. Um, out of Martina's cans and pretending like we were steaming um, and it was absolutely disgusting because she came out with tenants and that is the most vile drink ever and me and like Emily were drinking it during the match and I was like I cannot believe I just drank that because that's disgusting but it was just it was such a fun match like that was probably one of my favourites um, because I get on with Emily so well and we got to Tedesco Martino. So it was, it was just a lot of fun. Steph, definitely. I, I could see you being friends with Emily just because you, of your, your outside of wrestling uh, passions, which we will speak about, of course, because that's, that's what you've been doing for the last year. Uh, it yeah. comes to, to just being a, being getting your name out there. Um, so during the lockdown and everything like that, so you started off in in Glasgow and, and that. And you also did a bit of fierce females, am I right? Did a bit of fierce females mm-hmm. training under Sammy Jane. Yeah. Um, and then you moved on and during the non-contact training, you did a little bit of FPWA as well. Uh, so who do you think would, would be, who, who's been the most influential in your, your wrestling and your, your just um, in-ring style? I feel like Sammy Jane had like a big, huge part because before I started... Um, as soon as I started training with her, um, I became so much more confident. And I feel like it was just because she was a girl and she understood, you know, what it was like. And because I'd never, you know, before, I'd never really trained with girls. Um, and then with Sammy, it was an all-girls school. So it was different because training with guys, it's it's good. But it's I feel like guys might be scared to hurt me because I was just a young girl you know and like I didn't really no one really wanted to to hurt me that's how I felt and then as soon as we started training with Sammy like it was it was um different and we got to to have like work on like proper move sets and what style we wanted to do and now recently well it must be about a year now I've been training under Joe Hendry so he's helped quite a lot with um, my character and things like that. He's, you know, he's a big character himself. And um, so, I just, so I started training there. I can't even remember when now, but it must have been about a year ago. I've been training under Joe um, and I still do, which is good because he, he has, you know, so much um, knowledge and he's, was he knows a lot about character so I feel like Sammy's really helped me ring style wise like in the ring but Joe's helped me more with character and things like that so it's probably those two are the biggest ones yeah oh, definitely as soon as you said Joe Henry I was like perfect because his character is is his bread and butter I mean yeah. he's not that bad at wrestling as well but yeah. um, <laughs> he's, he's uh, been able to do a lot just just for his character work but one of your first phrase really into into putting out your character was uh, King's Road Warriors, yeah, on YouTube. 
uh, which uh, which I watched intently. Uh, so it was yourself, Angel Hayes, and then Jesse Santana, who's now Shea Monet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you were, you were with uh, Asp of Faith and Sammy Jane uh, doing all that. What was that like? Because that, that's more of a in-front-of-camera character work. Um, you're yeah. not relying on, on an audience to feedback at that moment in time. So what was that, what was that experience like for you? Yeah. I don't even know how that came about. Like... I genuinely can't remember how we even came up with the idea. Um, I think what it was is, you know, Aspen wanted to do like a kind of, um, you know how they had the NXT and they had the wrestler and the rookie um, kind of kind of thing. We wanted to do something like that. So he asked, you know, me, Angel and then and uh, Jesse at the time if we wanted to do it and he was going to bring in like, Lewis and Sammy to be our coaches um, and we were like you know why not <laughs> so we it started off just like like what was that um stupid challenges every week because in NXT they were they were doing not even like wrestling related challenges with their rookies like it was just so ridiculous the stuff they were doing um, and that's kind of where the idea came from and it was just fun we just would we'd go to the school and we would have ideas to film you know we would just it was like it, people were like oh it wasn't it wasn't even planned um like who won the challenges that was never planned it was genuinely what happened um I remember one of them being the the uh questions and it was like all these wrestling questions and I had no idea me and Joe were just like yeah don't I don't know like um it was it wasn't planned it was just we would just go and mess about <laughs> for like an hour or two and Aspen would just fling it all together and put it on YouTube. So it was, it was fun though, but it genuinely felt like I was in NXT. <laughs> yeah, I was generally, when, when the question answer one was there, I was sitting there going, how does that do? <laughs> like, no, I, remember, <laughs> I remember one of them being like, oh, can you name all the, the Nexus members? And the only one I could name was Skip Sheffield. Like, <laughs> Of all of the people, and that was the only one I could remember. But when you put on the spot, it's very hard. Can you do it now? No. Kim <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield's the only one that comes into my head, and I don't know why. I don't know if that's a worrying thing, but I mean, probably. Oh, well, so that's uh, name all the Nexus members out of the question lineup I've got here. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. I, I think. Yeah, I could probably still do it because I'm uh. that kind of nerd. Uh, right. So we'll, go, we'll move on from wrestling a little bit because right now in the last year or so, or just before um, lockdown hit, I'm, if I'm right in thinking, uh, you started Ashley Vega Plays. Yeah. Uh, where you did a little bit of, of well, I don't think it was that, uh, that CDs initially. It was just you playing mm -hmm. uh, games on YouTube. Um, so how did you get into gaming? What was your first kind of console and... Yeah. We'll get into it. Um, the first console I had was a PlayStation 2 that my brother gave me. Um, and the first game I got for it was SmackDown vs. Raw 2007, which is the first game I played on the channel because I just loved it. I was so obsessed with the game. I would just play it every single day after school. Um, and then I just got all the wrestling games for like the PS2 because all the games I have are mostly just my brother's when he was younger. Um, I have a, an N64, a, a GameCube, just loads of old games and wrestling games that I like would just play in my spare time. And I was just like, oh, I should just like film this. Like, no, I had nothing to do during the first like first lockdown. I was so bored. Um, and all I did was just like, I I found all my old like consoles, like the PlayStation Two and all that, and um. I recovered and I was just like, oh, I want to play all these games. Like, there's so many wrestling games. So um, me and my brother would play them. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to film this. Like, it'd be so fun to do it on, on YouTube. And that's how it all started. Uh, so do you have any, did you have video editing experience beforehand? Just all stuff oh. you've had to pick up on the way? Yes, I'm absolutely awful at it. Special and first video is awful. Like even I still can't do it. Like it's I find it so hard. Like <laughs> I hate it. That's why I was wanting to do start Twitch because I enjoyed like filming them, but like I just had no 
editing experience and they were so bad like the video quality the mic quality I had to I spent so much money on new equipment recently um just so I could make better stuff but the editing is still not quite there <laughs> so no oh I, I hate I'm, I'm still impressed that when I go watch videos because I have no editing prowess at all this is like, like I said to you before I did this and I've said to everyone else before I, I start recording I top and tail this and hope that you don't want anything removed from it because I don't really know how to yeah. so uh, if, if it's not easy to do a windows movie maker i'm not doing it um but no. yeah everyone went through a twitch phase uh, some have stuck to it uh during this lockdown i i did it for about a month and then uh, yeah. then stuff happened which meant that i couldn't use half the people i made uh so i was like nah, <laughs> this is it I'm, not, I'm just gonna move on i'll do a podcast yeah so if it's not twitch it's podcasting so if you give up on the on the twitch streaming then this will be the next thing. It'll be yeah. Ashley Vega <laughs> speaks, and you'll be speaking folk <laughs> instead. Uh, yeah, uh, what were your favourite wrestling games then? Uh, I know you had a couple because I've been watching the videos as well. Um, a couple that picked out, but uh, any particular favourites? Um, my favourite one was purely because the story mode was so good. It was SmackDown vs Raw 2011. I thought the story modes, the, like the road to WrestleMania, all of them were so fun and I would still go over and play them all over from start to finish. They were so fun. Um, what other ones was there? Is that the one with Mickey James at story mode? No, that was 2010. Ah. That one was good as well, but I feel like the 2011 one was much better. I can't remember who there was. You could go like, you could go Christian, John Cena. Of course. Um, and... Who else? Rey Mysterio. You know, they were just fun. And because I, I remember, because in the Rey Mysterio one, you could either be face or heel. So there was two storylines for Rey. And that I would, I, they were so fun. I love that. Yeah, hold them again. Because I, I started um, every so often, if I found it like when game was still a thing, uh, I would go in and talk yeah. game station. Game's still a thing, but game station isn't. Um, I would go in and just get there four for £20 or something like that. And ended up picking up when that was when that was the case. You can't see them because it's bloody. Yeah. But West Mountain versus Raw. Here comes the pain and shut your mouth there. I uh, forgot yeah. I even had them. I had. To, I was just looking for something else in my parents' loft, and there they were. And I was like, "Oh, I'm taking you game. I've got PS3. I can play them on there." But oh, I really need to get a hold of the, the old SmackDown versus Raws on PS3 because I remember them being yeah. so much fun. They were they were all so good. But with the games now, I feel like they're very repetitive. And I think that's why I prefer the old ones, because the, to me they're more fun. I think it just got really repetitive after like 2012. Um, so I I never play newer games. Like I say, like right now <laughs> I'm playing um, story mode on Bratz Forever Diamonds for the PlayStation 2. That is my gaming experience. I do not play Fortnite or any of this rubbish. It's not me. I, I don't know how to. I, I downloaded it because it's free. So I was like, oh, I'll play a bit of this. I was just confused. It was like all these people yeah. building things. I'm looking going, how? How do you yeah, do this? Yeah, that stuff's too much for me. It's too much for my brain to handle. Um, not, no. Like I see, like Jason plays like Call of Duty and I'm like, my brain can't comprehend to shoot someone that fast. Like, <laughs> No. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'd, I'd only ever bought it so I could play with my friends over like just yeah because we lived in different places so we could all chat in the middle uh, on, yeah. on Call of Duty. But outside of that, I wouldn't bother playing it because other people are are too mean and just shot me. Yeah, and... people people take it really serious, um, and I'm not about that. You know, <laughs> I'd rather just like dress up and put makeup on my character, and that's it. Like I love The Sims. That's why I love The Sims. Sims is a very good game. Yeah, I started playing, well, I started and finished because it's a very quick game, uh, Donut County. And it literally <laughs> is, you're a hole and you go around swallowing stuff. It lasts about two hours. It is the most fun I've had in ages. And um, my wife was watching That's it going, kind of game. Oh, oh, that was quite good. I'll play that as well. Because her, her, her gaming is Lego games and Tetris. Yeah. That's it. 
a social play. So she was like just playing this donut county in eight for ages. But no, I, I like I'm looking for games that are like Spyro but not Spyro. That's my kind of wheelhouse. I like uh, games because they're amazing. Yeah. Um I well recently got the, the Nintendo Switch and I so my favourite see growing up, my favourite games were the Mario games. I have still um the Wii and I play all the old Mario games. The Mario games for the N64, amazing. Um, I still have my, my Nintendo DS, but I still play Super Mario Bros. Like, Super Mario Bros was my childhood. And I want to go to Japan and go to the, this whole thing, the, the Mario Land they've built, because that is just my dream. I don't know if you've seen that, but it looks unreal. I think I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen it. I'll, I'll probably Google it after we're finished because uh, oh, I'll have to see it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is. Mario, I remember playing when I was younger and then when I played it more recently, I'm like, how? This is too hard. I don't get it. I don't, I just, I don't understand. Yeah, it's so hard. So my brother recently got the new game, which is like the new Super Mario's for the, the Switch. And I was playing it and I was like, this is very difficult. How did I play this when I was younger and complete the full thing? And I can't play it now when I'm like, what, what are they doing? <laughs> but it's it's so fun. And I spent so many hours playing Mario Kart when I was younger. Like, Yeah, I, I had the opposite it. experience with Streets of Rage. I'll be in the Emily Hayden podcast when I'm speaking to her about it. But yeah, when I played it younger, I was absolutely rubbish at it. Couldn't understand it. Got it on the PS3, completed it in 30 minutes, going, how... <laughs> How did this take me so long when I was younger? Um, so, so, perhaps that leads me to, to the next line of questioning. Um, like, stupid police thing. Uh, right, so, Bratz seems to be something that you're very obsessed with, according to your Twitter. Uh, what is it about Bratz, particularly, that's, that's uh, caught your eye? Well, I grew up with Bratz. I have, like, I had hundreds literally hundreds of all the brat stalls. Um I watched when the first movie I saw in the cinema was Brat's live action movie when I was like seven. Um and I, I just like it's just it's like Barbie but better. Like Barbie is nothing compared to Bratz. People will come for me for saying that but it's true. Like Boring people like Barbie, but bad bitches like brats. That's that's how you know. Like, fair enough. <laughs> it's true, and I loved brats because it was so. I don't even know. Like even to this day, like years later, I'm still playing all the games. And you know, recently I paid fifty pounds for the new. Um, they brought out collector's editions of all the brat stalls, like the original five and I was like oh I'm gonna buy that because why not and it's now on my shelf um still boxed <laughs> I just love collecting stuff so I thought you know would treat myself to a brat stall that I'll never use I, I've started collecting stuff much to my my wife's chagrin uh, as you can see behind me I have yeah. I, it, this well this initially first couple podcasts was just that wall in the background so it was just uh. nothing so I thought, oh, I'll put some stuff out. So I put out the wrestling belts because I'm a big saddle. Because um, oh. I know I just I spotted your belt as I said that, thinking, why did I say that when you clearly have some as well? <laughs> but no, I did that. I thought, oh, I've got some pops. I'll put them out as well. And now it's just gotten worse. And it's just. I'm a big collector myself. I've got lots of pop figures um, as well. I've got all the Friends ones. Big fan of Friends. Um, I have some wrestling ones. Not a lot, though. Um I've got lots of um, wrestling figures that I've got on my shelf as well, mostly just the boxed ones. Um, I don't know if you remember the classic superstar figures that they brought out. Yeah. So I've still got Trish Stratus and Stephanie McMahon boxed. Of course. <laughs> um, so I've got them on my shelf because they're the only two that I've got boxed. I've got loads of... I just love collecting things. That's another thing I think is so fun. I love buying like... Um, so I don't know if you can actually see it. Hold on. I bought the... Uh, you know, oh, Rock nice. got that framed off the WWE store. Big, you know, Mark, the Divas belt as well. <laughs> like, 
I love collecting things. It's, you know, my dream is to have, um, I talk about this all the time. I want like a bigger house because I want just one room to be like a gaming room and I want all like memorabilia all over the room. That's just my dream. Oh yeah, absolutely, hundred percent into that as well. Uh, I've been told that if I if I want that, then I need to clear out the shed. I don't want to clear out the shed, so it's I've got to kind of weigh it up now. <laughs> do, do I clear out the shed and get my little game yeah. room, or or do I just leave it and just expand my little office here until we have to go back to work and it all disappears? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. I've, I think it's just boredom now as well. I'm just like on eBay going, I ordered a Miz Pop on eBay last night because it was £5. And I was like, why not? Why not? That's You don't get them for £5. I'll order a Miz Pop. Oh, you really don't. They're quite expensive. But um, I love collecting stuff. I like pops. Um, what else do I collect? Like, I would still buy wrestling figures just, just to have. Mostly boxed ones. Um. Hey, what else? Yeah, I, um, I, I went through. I can't remember which interview I said it on, but I went through a whole day where I was determined I was going to collect all of the Spirit Squad figures, <gasps> and I went to four different shops, four or five shops, and I got them all, and they're all unboxed, wow. and they're in my my parents' loft, and I need to find them because they're they're oh just God, amazing. amazing. The Spirit Squad. <laughs> Oh, it's just incredible. It was a good day. I was like, I think I saw one of them. I saw, I don't know, Nikki, probably. And I was yeah. like, right, where else can I get them? And then I came home with all of them. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, um, there's, um, I've got lots, I've got lots of um, like wrestling badges and stuff, like in a box, just loads of pins and stuff that I'll never throw out because I'm such a hoarder. I don't need it, but I'll, I want to keep it. Like, I'm going to be such a bad person. Um, like, whenever I do clear-outs, I have... I do not throw anything out at all. I can't do it. I just can't let go of things. I'll just keep them forever, for no reason. Oh, yeah, but my, my catchphrase, if anything like that happens, is, I'll go in the loft. Everything <laughs> goes in the loft. I've, it's like anything that I just can't let go of, it'll go in the loft. It's, yeah, it won't. It's it'll like, stay in this room until further yeah. notice. I love collecting things. I love keeping things. There's so many like random rubbish that I don't need. I just keep them. So outside of the of the brat stalls and probably that belt behind you, what'll be your favourite bit of merchandise that you've got? Oh um I don't know, probably this belt because I spent a lot of money on it. I know they're pretty expensive things. They're so expensive. Um, yeah, I would have to say that. Or my Tristra is classic superstar figure. Um, I don't really have anything else that's very interesting. Yeah, probably that belt. I'm obsessed with that. I've wanted one of them since I was literally like eight. I've always wanted that belt because I was like, oh my God, that's the best. And I asked for it every single Christmas when I was younger and never got it. Um... I got the toys one, the toy ones. And I'm like, that's not the one I want. <laughs> Ungrateful child. Uh, um, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. But then I saw it on sale on the, the, the store. I didn't know they were still doing it. And I went on, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even think I just bought it. I was like, I can't, I need that, you know? I, I was exact same. I got my first proper belt for my 18th birthday. And I was so excited for it. Um, Cause I didn't know what it was. So I was told to go under their bed and pick out this box. It was a huge box. <laughs> And pulled out the it's the undisputed championship. It's on the floor, but yeah. it's so heavy. I'm not picking it up. Um, <laughs> then, oh well, because you know I like showing off. Because I'm sure you <laughs> like that. yourself. You just like to just throw it over the shoulder and just go yes. What a so classic! Cool. I love it. And then after that, because it's it's super heavy. Um, but after that, I I had disposable income and bought myself a cruiserweight belt, which is ironic because I am not a cruiserweight by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> And uh, and a European title because that was the one I always wanted. That and a big, the big uh, eagle, actually. Yeah. yeah. So one yeah. day when uh, I can find a place to put it and not have someone else in this house try and throw it out, uh, I will. I will finally get myself a, a big, big uh, eagle belt. 
Uh, right, okay, so I've got a list of, we haven't done a 10 count in a while on these shows, so I'm going to just go through them in a second. Oh, what was it like teaming with Pfeiffer at SWA? Because I, I oh. remember when you did an interview with me, uh, like when we did the, the email ones, that was one people that you wanted to, well, you wanted to face uh, mm-hmm. Viper, but of course that hasn't happened, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but she you was... have teamed with her, so I was like. Yeah, that was, yeah, I forget, I've, oh, bringing back memories here, I forget about all the stuff that's happened, because it's been so long. But yeah, um, that was so much fun, and uh, Lana and stuff were in that match as well. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun she's so lovely and um, we had such a good match and it was it was just fun like wrestling with like loads of girls that you that you look up to like um jokey was involved as well and it was just it was yeah it was such a good match and um, we all got on and we all had fun so yeah i think that's the main thing we all had fun and it was just sw is always fun um so it was it was good to do on that show uh, I said I was going to do a top 10, but I'm not, because I started writing out other names that I had in my head, and I've gone way past that. Uh, so, we were talking about favourites, obviously, you said the classics, all the ones that, the big names, Victoria. Um, how, how cool was it seeing her return to the Royal Rumble? Oh my god, so cool. So, I always wanted her to return, and I thought she was going to do it maybe the one before, um, or the first Women's Rumble they'd done. Um, but she didn't, which was a letdown because I saw like Tori and everyone coming back, and I was like, oh, I think like Victoria has to come back. Like, um, she never did, but I'm so glad she did because it was just amazing, and I really want to see her in the Hall of Fame as well. So she has to. She's, she's. I mean, I love Tori Wilson. Uh, I, yeah. I really do. But Victoria's definitely got a bit of a, a bit more of a resume to to go yeah. to the Hall of Fame. Definitely. Um, right, so I'm just going to throw out some names at you. Just first thoughts, opinions, whatever. There'll be some that you'll, I know that you'll love. Uh, ones you might not remember, but we'll, we'll go for it. So first one, of course, Candice Michelle. Yeah, love her. Love uh, her. Is, has she replied yet to your tweets? No, she's not. We're still trying. I literally sent her a DM on Twitter, <laughs> which is so cringe. Um, I sent her a DM with the, the post I put up with her and loads of people were tagging her and things, but she never noticed. So gutted about that. What but I still it? love her. She's she's one of my favourites. Uh Jillian Hall. Oh Jillian. I've got a figure of Jillian, actually. Um she was so entertaining. She was one of those ones that just wasn't afraid to be stupid and like be different, not be this serious person all the time. She was just so much fun to watch. She got an album into the UK charts, so I mean, you can't. You can't. <laughs> Talent. Exactly. Uh, Michelle Bacool. Oh yeah, Lee Cool. We're like my like so good. So they were like a big thing when I started watching, and I loved them. Lee Cool were like just the mean girls you wanted to be like. They were yeah, love Michelle. But was a part of you when you when you got that belt, looking at it, going, but what if I'm able to? Just slice it in half. half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you remember Amy Weber? Yes. Um, the one who didn't have a match. Well, she... Who was it she wrestled and she... They didn't turn up. Was it done? No. Oh, my God. Amy Weber. I'm going to look this up. Amy Weber came around a bit. She was uh, the, one of the advisors. I think she replaced Gillian Hall in uh, JBL's cabinet. Or vice versa. She was there first. Oh. It was it was Joy Giovanni. That was my next one. <laughs> Joy Giovanni. <Yeah. laughs> Joy Giovanni, the one who has the lowest overall in like all of game history. I mean, fair enough, but <laughs> yeah, like, uh, Joy Giovanni. She was fun. She was she was just there for a hot minute. You know, she just turned up and was like, "Hi." Who's, who's and, the like, other one? Who was like the like there was Joy like right about that same batch? Joy Michelle McCool, Amy Weber. I want to say it was called, she wasn't Candice Michelle, but she was called Candice something. I, I should know this. Hang on. Uh, it, was, it was Diva Search. I know that. It wasn't like I'm just to hear me. That was going zero. To be a pure nuisance, but I'm on 8%, so I'm going to quickly get my charger. Cool. That's fine. I will go find Sorry. out. I'll go find out who this person is. <laughs> For everyone listening to the podcast now, this is just a research moment. 
Uh, ah, founder, founder, right. That doesn't sound. There we go. Ah, oh, it was here before. Okay, cool. Carmella. Jesus, she was only there for a hot second. There's a photo of her, sure. Okay, did we find out who it was? Cool. Uh, it was Carmella. Uh, Desiree. Oh, yeah, close. Uh, She had a lingerie pillow fight at Taboo Tuesday with Christy Emmy. So there you go for everyone who wants to go back and check that from 2004. (laughs) Go wild. Yeah. So what would be your dream match then? We we mentioned the Gravy Bowl. What would be your actual dream match? Who would it be against? Oh, dream match. Um, Trish Stratus. Or Mickey, because they were probably like wrestling wise my favourites. So yeah, one of them. And what would be the match? Uh, Fulfill your fancy, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> a serious wrestler, but in a crazy, stupid match. That works. Uh, right. So fan questions I've got here. I'll probably probably throw out more names as I go along, but uh, fan questions. Gordon Jack. He said, "My wee girl Isla has been able okay. to watch Ashley a couple times. Has been lucky enough to meet you." Uh, she loves wrestling and going to shows. If she wanted to learn and begin training, is there anyone she would recommend? And if uh, if she wanted to look at other aspects like ring announcing, etc., where do you, where do you recommend going? Um, there's so many schools just now. Um, and remember, I have been quite young now, so I know fierce females have. Uh, all women's class which would be useful especially for you know her age and things like that all girls make be more um make her more you know comfortable starting off um and I know like pretty much any school if you wanted to ever get into like ring announcing or anything like refereeing you can always say that to whoever's there and they'll always you know do their best to, to to teach you that as well. You don't need to go to a training school and learn how to wrestle. You can do other things as well, which is why it's really benefit if you wanted to manage or, or anything like that, you can always be able to do that. So I would maybe say, you know, I think the Fierce Female School would be good for a young girl starting out. Absolutely. Uh, Jason, who's probably hanged a bit uh, just now, Jason Reed's asked, who is better at Wii Sports? Me. Because I won. We almost every weekend, me and Jason play the Wii and we play Wii sports and I always beat them at bowling. So me. He still owes me £100 because we had a bet on. So still waiting for that because I bet on. I mean, you could just get, I mean, they, they do the offers all the time on their Wii shop. You could just get in our belt to go next to, next to him. That should be the next bet. Yeah. Just get the actual diva, Divas title. Uh, not, not yeah, one he won't accept defeat. So. <laughs> uh, Ricky Dodgerson, uh, well, actually, this is a two-parter because Judas Gray commented saying that he would beat you in a Grave Bowl match, um, which Ricky Dodgerson replied, what's your preferred brand of gravy? KFC. Oh, nice. But Jud- Judas would not beat me in a Grave Bowl match. That guy has no clue. I'll do my homework. He doesn't. You're you're born in the gravy, moulded by it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had the KFC uh, Max's crisps? They taste like the gravy. No, I've not. Oh, they're actually, amazing. But that might be something I need to try. Yeah, I, I had them like last night, and I was just like, they just taste like gravy. It's, just, it's not <laughs> right, but it's amazing. Uh, and Ian Skinner asked. I think we kind of covered it, but I'll let you go into more detail if you wish. Uh, best SmackDown game? Uh, yeah, 2011 or the first one, very first SmackDown versus Raw. Right, so we've got our, our silly questions, before, unless we think of anything else before the end, but uh, what's your favourite dinosaur? I don't know any types of dinosaurs. I can't say their names. <laughs> this is a dumb blonde moment. And I'm not blonde. I don't know any dinosaurs. Uh, a T-Rex? None. Is that right? T-Rex counts. Uh, I mean, you could have had Barney. Uh, you could have had mm. Rex from, from Toy, Toy Story. Story. 
Oh, yeah, Rex. Definitely Rex. He's a T-Rex, so there. True. Same. And this new question, which you may have heard because it seems to be a, a, a regular for, for folk down at the same kind of school area. What would win in a fight, two sheep or one cow? What would win in a fight? Yeah, two sheep or one cow. One cow. Everyone says one cow. They've all had like two people say sheep. One of them was me. Uh, or <laughs> one was Krieger, who, who's, who's put way too much thought into it. Uh, in general. So, <laughs> I just think two sheep would be a cow. That's just, I'll just, anyway. Right, so uh, as far as, we'll go back to the wrestling bit for a little bit and then we'll, we'll, we'll get your socials and uh, have the rest of the evening. Uh, so, what be your, what's, what's been your favourite matches uh, yourself having? I mean, you mentioned a few of the ones like Veda and uh, with Martina and what have you, but what's been your favourite match? Make it three um, if you want, just however many you want. Yeah, okay. Top three. Angel Hayes at Discovery. Um, my debut at Eve. And... Probably Veda as well. And uh, if once the world reopens and you're able to, to travel again, uh, what would be the first? What what, com what companies do you want to try and check off your list in the next uh, twelve months? There's so many places I want to wrestle. Um, I want to wrestle down at Eve again because I feel like when I did, it wasn't really me, and I've changed a lot since then. So I want to go down to Eve. Um, a dream of mine is to wrestle in like the states, so I'd like to go to America, anywhere that will take me. Uh, so yeah awesome and just for anyone that's because during the last year and everything that went on um, you're very open uh, and about your own like journey in wrestling yeah. um, so if there's anyone like like Isla uh, that wanted to get into wrestling what would, what would be a bit of advice you want to pass on to them don't do it no <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you ever wanted to start wrestling, research the school, make sure that it's safe and that you know the people there. Um, find a good school and you can't go wrong. That's all. Short and sweet. Um, just, just out of thought, sir, popped into my head now, uh, your gear it's very divesque. It's, it's uh, of course, you've got your Candice uh, gear, your latest one, which is uh, very much based off the Fulfill Your Fantasy uh, Battle Royal. Uh, yeah. Is that, when, when the shows return, are you going to heavily lean into more of the diva side? Of course, you do the stink face uh, yeah. as well. So is that a, a conscious thought when shows return, just to kind of make it bigger and more diva yeah. gear? I think I just want to go for it more. I've had so much time in lockdown to, to like think about things and sit about and do nothing and not being able to wrestle. I've been able to think about a lot more. So that's why I, I've got that gear because I don't know any other girl that's doing it. I don't think, I think it makes me stand out because no other, other girl's going to come out and trust Stratus for all your fantasy gear. And I don't want to look like everyone else. So... That's why you did it. That's it. It's gone from a point where, where divas were all over the place to now everyone wants to be a proper wrestler. It's like, yeah, that's so the that thing. Everyone diva. looks the same. Not, I'm not trying to like be a bitch, but <laughs> I want to stand out because I feel like, you know, everyone wants to be this wrestler. And I just want to have fun. So <laughs> that's why I do that. Just, yeah, that, that's exactly it. Um, because well, everyone remembers the girl with the glasses. That's, uh, like that's yeah. the story that we can we can uh, say about yeah. about your journey. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, th thank you very much for speaking to me today. I I've really enjoyed it. We a little bit of technical hitch in between. I'm just saying that just in case I can't edit it out properly. <laughs> so I'm telling people that there is a technical hitch. Um, I think I've done all the questions there. And where can people find you on social media? Where, where's your, where can people um, find you? All my social medias are at Ashley Vega UK. 
Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That's it. Cool. Right. Before we go, though, tell us a story about your gear go, uh, disappearing. Uh, well, unable to use your gear. When you're, was it your first match? Yeah. Do you remember that? Was it? It was uh, on the Wrestling Gal podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was one of my first shows. I um, me and It was me and Angel Hayes. We were wrestling each other. I can't even remember what show it was. It was like a kid's show. And we were, and they, we wanted to get our own like changing area because we were the only girls in the show. So we went to the girls' toilets because we were like, oh, well, the show's not starting for a while and there's not going to be anyone here. So we went into the women's toilets and then they started letting all the, the fans in and we could <laughs> hear so many people coming into the toilet and we're like, oh my God. So we um, grabbed our gear, half naked, ran into a cubicle, both of us um, were trapped in this little tiny cubicle and I dropped my gear down the toilet <laughs> and I was like, I cannot believe I just did that. So I had to wear Angel's gear, half of her gear, and she's tiny, so I couldn't breathe, but I made it work. Was that the, like, the pastely white and uh, yeah, blue so and I had pink. that on the, the bottom half and then I had Angel's, like black stuff with a t-shirt over it it was it was a it was a bad fashion um day for me but we move the show must go on even if my gear smelled like you know was covered in cubicle war like it was disgusting but that's the story we ended up, we're ending on uh, but perfect <laughs> so thank you very much for joining me uh, and uh yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to see what happens either on Ashley Vega plays or, or if this this beer slash grievable match ever happens. I'll, well, I'm telling you. Come on, Alan, I'm coming for you.